wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Uh, welcome to Big Q&A. Uh, this is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also presenter of Drive Time most Tuesdays and certainly every single Wednesday. This week, we're following the theme, the church, the family and morality in a post-biblical world. Now, this is a really controversial subject. That's one of those subjects that uh, everyone has an, an understanding, everyone has an opinion on. Uh, but uh, today, uh, we want to look at the question, biblical morality, is it reasonable in the era in which we're living? Now, to guide us through our discussion today, uh, we joined by our regular Wednesday co-host, and that's Pastor David Butcher. And David's the, the lead pastor of the Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in South Oz. Now, welcome to you, David. Good afternoon, Gary, and a big af- good afternoon to our listeners right across Australia today. Isn't it good to have spring here in Adelaide? It is, Gary. Now, last week when we were on together, I was hosting and you were the co-host, and um, it was a beautiful day. Well, today in Adelaide, it's not quite the same, is it? No, it's not, but I'll tell you what, the days are getting longer. I love being able to walk uh, first thing in the morning with the sun actually out. To me, I think it's a wonderful thing now, of course. Um, this uh, this state very soon is going to go across to that thing that I call daylight robbery. I hate that time of the year. Uh, they wind the clock back. Why they do that, I haven't the foggiest uh, of an of an idea. They they, but, they do it for people like me, Gary. But what I do appreciate about the mo- at the moment is the basically I think in Adelaide at the moment uh, sunrise is about six ten a.m. and sunset is a similar time. So equal parts of uh, light and dark. Isn't it wonderful? Like. It's like uh, that's the thing I, I envy about our mates up in Queensland. I used to love living in Queensland because uh, more and more that was the way that the day was. Those guys have got it worked out and we want to say a big shout out to our mates uh, up there in uh, up there in Queensland. Uh, but David, look at t- uh, this last Saturday night we had the dinner with the presenters here in Adelaide. Um, how'd you enjoy it? Yeah, look, Gary, thank you for the initiative that, that you led. It was really wonderful to have our whole drive time team of presenters um, right here in the heart of Adelaide with about 100, 120 uh, Faith FM guests. And um, it was really good to meet uh, our guests, the people that phone in and text in um, face-to-face, and also to have uh, Robbie Bergen, uh, a key part of Faith FM, come and present on a cashless society, an intriguing oh, That was an intriguing presentation, wasn't but, it? <laughs> but Gary, I do need to mention one thing. The host of the evening uh, did an impeccable job. Um, yours truly, oh, yourself. Thank you, David. Tell me, is there a bonus involved for the host of the evening? No, you've had it, Gary. You've had it. <laughs> no, so it was wonderful to to fellowship, to meet, to talk, to get to, to listen to some of the stories of our Faith FM listeners. And yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, if you came to that event here in Adelaide, um, we'd like to thank you. And we just want to let you know that uh, it was the first time we've done it here in Adelaide and we intend to do it again, don't we, Gary? We do indeed. This
this is something we'd love to be able to do uh, once or twice every single year because to me uh, being able to say hello to our uh, to our listeners uh, to me was an incredible blessing in fact uh, right here today, uh, we've actually got, there's three of us in the studio today, not just two of us. And, uh, uh, the third person is actually one of our listeners who was actually, uh, at our Faith FM dinner at the presenters. Now, I didn't actually know, I, I had met Patrick a long time ago, but, uh, only, only just once, but it was really good to be able to meet Patrick, uh, at the dinner with the presenters on Saturday night. Now, welcome to you, uh, Patrick. Now, I tell you what, it might help me if I turned on your microphone. Now, this is what happens when you get so used to working with two microphones that you actually don't give the person a third microphone. But we have now given him a third micro uh, microphone. Welcome to you, Patrick. Thank you, Gary. And don't worry, I don't mind being a third wheel. It's fine. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a, it, it really is fantastic to actually have you in the uh, in the studio this afternoon. Uh, and, of course, uh, uh, you, uh, you, you're very recently have started to attend one of the Faith FM churches uh, here in uh, here in Adelaide and I really appreciated uh, you you coming coming along now uh, look tell me firstly how did you enjoy the dinner with the presenters on Saturday night oh it was excellent it was actually my, my wife and my first uh, date night out we chose to spend it as our date night, and it was lovely. Now, this is pretty amazing, isn't it? You know, first date night, and uh, Patrick and his, his wonderful wife, Tina, uh, came to join us, about 130 people, uh, at a dinner, Faith FM dinner. Well, I tell you what, David, I think this was your date night as well, wasn't it? It was. It, that's very true. That's true, because your wife, oh, my wife was also there, so uh, uh, I suppose we've all had uh, date nights that uh, that particular uh, night, and uh, it was it was fantastic to meet both yourself and Tina uh, there on uh, uh, on Saturday night. But look, Patrick, the question that I I really would like to put to you: you you were there because of. Uh, you've made you've made contact with Faith FM, uh, and now you've uh, joined one of the Faith FM churches here in the uh, Adelaide uh, Adelaide region. That's happened just in the last uh, last twelve months. I, I understand. How did you actually come across Faith FM, and how has it changed your life? Yes, uh, about let's see, about fourteen months or so ago, we were. Oh, I was driving to work over and over listening to a lot of the local radio stations and I just kept getting a feeling that I really do not like the toxic environment these stations are giving off, the this whole liberal ideology that's been going around and yeah. I just wanted something more wholesome. I couldn't listen to the same old songs they play all the time and it, I just wanted something more. So I just... So were you a religious person uh, that, or or was this Uh, sort of... No. Um, I was brought up Pentecostal the majority of my childhood, Um, but after my mid-twenties, I pretty much just walked away from the church. I didn't agree with what they had to say, and just kind of went my own way. So I was very worldly and just living my life. Okay, okay. And then you, driving to work, what, you were just searching for a station to listen to? I just wanted something to listen to that wouldn't irritate me, to be truthfully honest. (laughs) You clearly didn't listen to this show then, did you? 
Well, not, no, 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 you weren't no, on my time, away. but I have listened. It's not irritating. So, so, so <laughs> ha- Patrick, how did you stumble then across Faith FM amongst all the radio stations that are out there? I would say the first ones I was looking through was classical music, just something that instrumental where I didn't have to hear it, but that got old real quick. <laughs> Liked it when I was a kid, but elevator music on gets you so long. Um, then I had just, I can't explain it, just had scrolled over to 88.0 and I heard a biblical message, went, oh, and I just piqued my interest. I kept listening over and over and I went, oh, I didn't even know it was a Seventh-day Adventist church, didn't know who did it, I just mm-hmm. knew. Oh, well, this, I actually agree with this. This actually sounds right. So I kept coming Amazing. Back. Amazing. So, so tell me, how has that actually changed your life since, uh, since you first, uh, were contacted by Faith FM? Well, I'd say it actually brought happiness to my life again. It actually made me actually believe in, well, not that I ever stopped believing in God. I always had some resemblance of God in my mm-hmm. life. But it made me actually want to be happy again. And okay. To know what happiness is. Look, that that is an incredible testimony. You know, for someone to be able to say, "Hey, it changed the tone of my life." Because you know, one of the marks of the work of the Holy Spirit is that you know He'll give, He brings. You know, when the Holy Spirit has come, He, he brings the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, of course, is love, joy, peace, long suffering, patience, kindness, goodness. And, and you know, when when the Holy Spirit is operating in a person life, a person's life, you get joy and peace are expected to come and you know that that's what we here at faith fm really want to see occurring in the lives of uh lives of our listeners yes so patrick you you stumble across faith fm uh it it resonates with you it it, it's plausible uh and more than plausible that what is being presented the programs you're listening to you've agreed with Uh, has it driven you more to the bible and reading of the bible or listening to the bible oh yes i actually made a pledge about four months ago to reread the entire bible so it's been a a little bit challenging on some of the king james version so i did go out and get myself a new king james version (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, yeah, no, 100%, I've lost myself in it on the majority of nights. Yeah, praise God. Isn't, isn't uh, People often think radio is dead, Gary, but it's a powerful medium, and um, God uh, wants us to use radio to reach people, and, and we're living in a world of so much noise and so many things that the world throws at society, Indeed. Indeed. and yet here is this wonderful gift where we can hear godly messages and, um, yeah, growing our faith as Patrick has done and doing. And there's so many of these stories that people have got that certainly come out of, uh, I, I know people who I've also met who've got very similar. I've got a, a person attending my, my church whose uh, testimony who shared and has said, Hey, I no longer depressed. I was struggling with depression big time, but since I've been, uh, accepted Jesus Christ, because the key, of course, is not faith. FM, but the point is accepting Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Since I've accepted Jesus Christ, there's actually my depression has lifted. And you know, that's an amazing, uh, an amazing testimony. Look, folks, if perchance uh, you'd like to just say, hey, thank you, Faith FM, for, you know, what you've done in my life, we'd love to be able to hear from you. I'm, 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 I won't share your name, but I'd love to be able to share uh, your, your thought. If you would like to share a, a thought with us, why don't you just simply uh, text uh, text us uh, now? Our number is oh four triple eight 
80811. And uh, just text us in and say, hey, look, I want to say thank you to Faith FM for the really uh, positive way that you've impacted my life or maybe the life of somebody in my family. Uh, we'd love to be able to share that because uh, we believe that Faith FM is making a positive contribution in the lives of so many individuals. Uh, that number again is 04888 11 and uh, that's the also our our prize uh, our number and we'll give you a prize number in just uh, just a moment as well but uh, oh we've already got messages uh, coming in and uh, this is this one's directed to you uh, uh, Patrick so good to hear your sharing Patrick it was great to meet you both at the Faith FM dinner keep sharing uh, with everyone you meet uh, hey that's just uh, one of our uh, one of our folks that uh, that has just texted in and, and Gary that's really powerful uh, one person's experience is unique. Yes. And so God enables each one of us to encounter him, and we each have that unique story that we can connect and share with someone else. And, and I really want to encourage our listeners, uh, to whichever programming you're listening to on Faith FM, to text us in on that number that Gary just gave, because we sit in a studio, as most of our uh, fellow live presenters, with uh, not too many windows. We sit there looking at each other and computers and Bibles and everything. And so it is wonderful uh, when we get these text messages that come in on our big screen in here it uh, we know there are people listening and we do know there are many people listening but it's wonderful to hear from them yeah it certainly is so that number again is oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven we would love to be able to uh, to hear hear from you uh, but folks look right now it uh, let's come to some music and the then we'll come back to our Bible study of the day. And this is uh, Michael Card and the song is El Shaddai love uh, this particular song El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Elyonah Adonai Age to age, you're still the same By the power of the name El Shaddai, El Shaddai Erechim Kana Adonai We will praise and lift you high El Shaddai Through your love and through the ram, you saved the son of Abraham. And by the power of your hand, turn the sea into dry land. To the outcast on her knees, you were the God who really sees. Set your children free. 
what Messiah ought to be. Though your word contained the plan, they just could not understand that your most awesome work was done through the frailty of your Son. The song was El Shaddai. Uh, that goes back to my uh, to my here. I love that uh, that hymn. One of the beautiful uh, things about being able to uh, to manage this program is you get to choose the music. And uh, so, folks, I uh, I love that uh, that particular worship uh, worship anthem. Uh, now, folks, look, we do have a giveaway book today, and of course, this week what we're talking about is one of the most radical teachings of Jesus uh, that you could possibly imagine. So, we actually have a book. It's written by Derek Morris. And Derek Morris has actually got a really big internet uh, following. Uh, the Radical Teachings of Jesus is the uh, is the title of uh, this book, and uh, uh, the uh, the back cover says says this: Do you believe uh, what Jesus preached? Uh, if you accept that he was actually who he claimed to be. You should. Jesus ignored human traditions and presented his listeners with God's truth. Discover some of the radical ideas he taught that defied conventional wisdom and customs and then continued and even continue to do so today. When Jesus is the center of each biblical truth, hearts are touched, lives are changed. Derek Morris uplifts the Jesus of the New Testament in all of his richness and matchless charms. But the gospel Jesus preached is not a soft, watered-down version of easy believism. Uh, the radical teachings of Jesus will move you to the core of your being. Folks, look, this is a really important uh, book. We are talking about one of the real radical teachings of Jesus this week. That's just one of them. Uh, there were others. Uh, you know, I, I love what uh, uh, what Jesus actually did. You know, some people say Jesus was a uh, Jesus was a liberal. Jesus was a conservative. Well, actually. 
actually he wasn't just a liberal or a conservative he was biblical and you know more and more I'm so conscious sometimes people say to me Pastor Gary you know should we be liberal should we be conservative my response to them on every single occasion is uh, we are not called to be liberal or conservative we're actually called to be biblical uh, and that is I believe the the reality that in fact is the uh, necessity for today now this book is a real ripper the radical teachings of Jesus by Derek Morris uh, you'll love this book now look if you'd like to get your own copy what you need to do is to text us now uh, this uh, you can text us at our studio text number uh, the number is 04888811 and the code that you need to put in is just five digits in a row SA136 is what you need SA136 now you put in SA136 that'll go through uh, to our uh, to our robot and uh, he's a good robot we call him faithful uh, amazing and does an amazing uh, job he'll come back to you ask you just one or two questions so that we can get this book to you in the fastest way possible uh, that number again is 04888-80811 and the code is SA136. This is a book I... I encourage you, please grab this book if you uh, if you possibly can. Now, of course, folks, you are listening to uh, to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q and A with uh, Pastor Gary, and to guide us through our Bible study today, we're actually uh, having our studio. Our regular Wednesday host, and that's Pastor uh, David uh, David Butcher. Uh, we've also got uh, uh, Patrick uh, Derula, uh, who we I had the privilege of of meeting uh, at our Faith FM dinner with the presenters this last Saturday night, and uh, really appreciate uh, the journey that uh, he was able to share uh, with us on that evening. Now this week we're following the theme: the church the family and morality in a post-biblical world. This one is huge. There are so many people who would simply say that biblical morality is totally out of date. Today we're asking, uh, biblical morality, is it reasonable? Now, David, let me just come to you if I possibly can. We live in a secular world where many would uh, uh, see biblical morality as unjustified and an unreasonable uh, intrusion into the freedom of the contemporary individual. Now, can I just ask you two questions? Firstly, what is biblical morality as you understand it? And secondly, do you see it as an intrusion into the individual rights and freedoms of the individual person? Two very good questions, Gary. I really like what you said. Is it uh, biblical morality, is it an intrusion to the rights of an individual person? And, and we live in that era, don't we, where the individual is is king, so to yeah, speak, yeah, king or yeah, queen. Yeah. A- and uh, I can do what I want. I want to experience and enjoy what I want to do. Uh, it doesn't impact anyone else, etc., etc. So what is biblical mor- morality? I-, I believe biblical morality and we'll unpack this as we go, is essentially uh, the roadmap, the guidelines, the boundaries that God gives us to enable us to live a happy, uh, to live happily, to live healthily, and to live in relationships that minimize pain. 
Okay, okay. I like what you're saying there. I like what you're saying there because, you know, I mean, so often uh, we, we turn around and say, hey, look, you know, I'm a person who can do what I want to do. It's my right, uh, as though my right is something that is uh, not going to impact the lives of others. And this is key, isn't it? Because... I mean, you know, let's, let's, we'll jump around a little bit, no doubt. But the minute, if if I chose my right to leave the marriage relationship I'm in, uh, and and form a relationship with someone else, mm. not only am I impacting my current spouse, my current children, um, their well-being, my wife's well-being, but also whoever I choose to have a relationship with, I could be breaking up that person's relationship with other people as well. So, so we often think that we're only impacting ourselves and we're not hurting anyone else. Okay, look, let's come to that in just a moment. But firstly, what, what do you understand as biblical morality? So, so for me, Gary, I guess if I was to boil it down into a nutshell, it's following the teachings of Jesus, following what the Bible says. And I guess most clearly, a good starting point for that is, is I guess the Ten Commandments. Okay. Um, and if we go to Exodus chapter 20, and, and we, there's a lot of stuff we've got to get through today, but in Exodus chapter 20, often people see these as a list of, of don'ts. Mm. But I really see these Ten Commandments or Ten Principles for Life, really, as basically driving along a mountainous road with winding bends uh, with crash barriers on the side, with guardrails. Mm. Those guardrails aren't there to restrict me. They're there to protect me and to give me ultimate freedom and health and happiness. Mm. And so we have these Ten Commandments, and Gary, there are three in particular. In fact, they're all interconnected, but there are three in particular. The Fifth Commandment says, uh, Honour your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. So God is telling children and and adults who have parents Mm -hmm. uh, to honour their parents. Mm -hmm. Why? Because um, uh, the, the basic community structure, society structure, is the family unit. In other words, God expects me at a, me to honour my parents. Now, can, before you move on from there, at what age do you think that commandment actually concludes? Yeah, I don't think it does. I think once, you're, once your parents die, you mm. know, um, mm. be, because uh, you can be an adult with your own children and uh, you may have total disdain for your own parents. Well, hey... Um, when, when our parents are following, if, unless what parents are doing crosses biblical guidelines, mm. then the, the message is clear to honor your, honor your parents. You, in other words, you are expected to honor, God expects us to give honor to our parents. Absolutely. Uh, Gary, the seventh commandment then, that was the fifth. The seventh says you shall not commit adultery. And we'll talk a little bit about this, right? Now, adultery is is quite common. It's you, If you turn on the TV, and Patrick, I guess you could speak to this as well. I mean, what society throws at us in the media is it's commonplace and it's okay to commit adultery. Yes, 100%. Yes, that's the biggest thing with raising kids is actually keeping their morals intact. Everything they listen to, everything they watch, every single thing they see on advertisements, whether it be on a bus or anywhere is all 
stuff to tell you what the Bible says is wrong. And, 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 and this is one of the challenges then. And, and you've raised this, Gary. Society is telling us biblical morals are out of date. We've mm-hmm. got to get in step. Uh, you know, I was just looking at something, uh, on a website about, um, cohabitation before marriage. And, and it says on this website that it used to be called living in sin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no one uses that term anymore. In fact, it's uh, cohabitation prior to marriage or not even getting married is quite popular. Mm. And so uh, our young people are being thrown all sorts of things through social media, through all sorts of advertising, saying this is the norm. And yet we, we follow a book that goes back thousands of years uh, with principles that God gave. Now, did pain exist back then? Yes, it did. Mm. Does pain exist today? And and Gary, all you have to do is look at um, suicides that are connected with marriage breakdown, domestic violence, abuse, uh, children suffering uh, when marriages break down, relationships break down, children suffering with all sorts of mental health challenges and disorders, and it goes on. You've got low self-esteem that comes from it. You've got a whole lot of disorders. You know, David, what you're saying here, I believe, is just so absolutely important. You know, as a church pastor, you know, for almost 40 years now, I've come, I've had to deal with a lot of, uh, uh, well, shall we call it ad- adulterous situations? A lot of marriage breakdowns as a result. Uh, and you know, the thing that really, uh, I suppose I, I struggle with immensely is that the individual will very easily say, this is my right. It is my right to go and uh, jump into bed with, uh, uh, with some other man or woman or, you know, somebody else who is not a part of the, the couple. Uh, and, and I look at them and I say, hey, you know, is it really your right uh, to be able to break down your family? Uh, you know, to me, every time I've had to deal with issues of adultery, uh, I've also had to deal with a partner who is devastated. I've had to deal with children who believe the parents are being hypocrites if, in fact, they are church members, if they are believers in the in the church. Uh, every time I've had had friends who don't know which way which way to look, and then that's only on one family. Then you've got the other side of it as well. One marriage bust up uh, can actually involve a dozen people. So it's like dropping a pedal in a, a pebble in a pond. The the, the ripples uh, you don't just impact yourself. The ripples go out far and beyond. And what you've touched on, Gary, is the tenth commandment. So these three that particularly deal with uh, familial relationships. The last commandment says, "You shall not covet your neighbor's house." You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Now, I'm not, I don't have a problem coveting my neighbor's ox or donkey, right? <laughs> but, but it says you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. And, and if it was a lady, your, your, your neighbor's husband. Um, this is there for a reason. What, what, what is coveting? I, I mean, is this something we can, we can throw, throw at you, um, uh, uh, Sean? Is, is it, um, uh, what is coveting your neighbour's wife? I mean, what does the media have anything to say to it? You know? uh, the media wants to go away from that. But back on that, coveting the donkey and ox and all that. Well, there is modern things that could be a lawnmower for all you know. Absolutely. So truthfully, could you be the still might car. be coveting the nowadays version of that. That's very true, Patrick. Uh, as far as coveting, we are taught to covet. We are desiring, and that's the way I look at it. You're desiring other people's things or stuff you can't have. We are spoiled people that want everything. Yeah. And that's why we wind up in all this debt that they want us to be into, and everything under their control is because our own desires. And, and, and this is really interesting. That's really good, Patrick, because, um, desire 
James says, ultimately leads to sin. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're enticed, temptation. Now, temptation is not sin, but it's when we linger on that temptation, when we linger on that desire, you look over the fence at your neighbor's wife, and the biblical case that jumps to mind here is is David, King David. He's on the rooftop. He looks over at, uh, at his neighbor, and there is this woman, Bathsheba, um, bathing. Now, was it a sin that David happened to turn to look at the, at the neighbor's property? Possibly not. But when he saw Bathsheba there, it was that lingering. It was He should have turned away and, and asked God to clear his mind. But it was that lingering, that desire, the coveting, something yes. that wasn't his to have. Yeah, yeah. And, and what the commandments are doing is they're actually drawing boundaries. They're drawing guidelines that if in fact they are followed is going to bring happiness, not just for the individual and where our society is so individualistic now, it's a, it's, it's gone to the absolute extreme, but not just to the individual, but it'll bring happiness to the family, the church, and the community. You see, God cares not just for the individual. And that's key, Gary. That is that is really key. Gary, I think about the society we live in now. It, it's the me moment. I've, I've got to have what I want right now. Yeah. Now, this is not new. Yeah. If we go back about three and a half thousand years, thereabouts, we come across a story in Judges 14, and we have the story of Samson. Mm. Now, Samson was a man who who was a, a promised child to be a deliverer of Israel, a judge. Mm. Mm. And when he grows up, he's got this incredible strength. When he grows up, he goes down to Philistine country. He wanders into an area, an area he shouldn't. Mm. He sees a woman there who he likes, mm. a Philistine woman. Now, this talks too, I think, about um, being unequally yoked, but that, I'm not going to go there at the moment. He gets home to his parents, and he says to his parents, get her for me as a wife. Get her for she pleases me. This is what he comes home and tells his parents. We want to be pleased. We yeah. want to experience pleasure, yeah. but often pleasure results in pain and suffering, which was the story of Samson's life, a wasted life. Yeah, yeah. And so God gives us these commands, uh, guidelines, if you like, to give us peace, to give us happiness, to protect us, to enable us to live profitable lives. Mm. And yet the evil one, Satan, comes along enticing us through media, through advertising. Just, it feels good. Just do it. And, and so much, you know, of the media that we're dealing with today, you know, you go and look at uh, Hollywood, Tinseltown, and what you find is that the assumption is that the individual right is the best way to go. Every time... I have come across that philosophy. I have seen pain and suffering come out the other end, uh, ultimately for the individual, but often, most and most commonly in the immediate time for the family. Families are devastated. Families are devastated. You talk to the partners, and I have talked to the partners about about this. Uh, this is something they weep. I can only weep with them. Uh, on one particular occasion, I can remember having uh, four families uh, that had, uh, had that had broken up, and I counted thirty five uh, people being being involved, uh, including uh, about eighteen uh, young people. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, 
Patrick, what sort of impact does this have on? I mean, you've got a you know a teenage family. What sort of impact does this sort of thing have on a uh, on a teenage family? It causes rebellion. It causes kids to act out. It causes them to basically judge everything you do, just and then blame you for everything. Everything's toxic, and at the end of the day, it's a toxic environment. It makes everyone angry and mad. But we get away from actually wanting to serve people. We want to serve ourselves. And that's, at the end of the day, the problem. Yeah. We are not trying to be selfless anymore. We don't care about morals. We don't care about anything but ourselves. So there is a lack of restraint. There is. And when parents act out, which is what you've been saying, Patrick, when parents choose to act out, they have actually lost the ability to positively influence their children. When you get mad, and I've learned this myself, I've been a plague of that one multiple times when you get mad you lose control of the situation and yeah. then it justifies what they do yeah so yeah. you have to be yeah. firm you have to be calm and you just have to walk through and say look this is why we're doing this mm. if you don't like it i can't stop you from running out the door i pray you don't mm. but in this house this is what we do this is how so second in other words, there control, are once again boundaries there has to that be. are being drawn but um, you also have to have a moral grounding for those boundaries and yeah. it has to be well known otherwise you lose everything yeah and so that's key though isn't it moral moral um, principles as in the ten commandments yeah, and f- for the boundaries and those boundaries actually don't inflict pain they give freedom and they bring happiness and uh, and this is in all areas of morality this isn't just adultery no this is fornication this is uh, pornography, pornography the whole uh, this is the whole area of, of morality we're talking about now look we're going to come I, I, I want to come to some music but David I'm really conscious that the New Testament also has a fair bit to say about this can we move in the second half of our program to the uh, to the New Testament we will uh, uh, let's come to uh, this is Evie. Uh, give them all. Uh, give them all to uh, to, to Jesus. Uh, please, uh, please enjoy uh, this uh, this beautiful song. Are you tired of chasing pretty rainbows? Are you tired of spinning round and round? Wrap up all the shadows.
And that, of course, is Evie, and the song is Give Them All, Give Them All to Jesus. And what one, in view of our topic today, give them all uh, to Jesus because he is the one that can provide peace. He's the one uh, that's able to provide uh, direction. He is the one who's able to provide hope. Uh, hey, beautiful, beautiful words. Now, look, guys, our giveaway book, once again, uh, and uh, we have had a number of these uh, these books will walk out the, the door uh, so far. Uh, but look, this is a real little uh, ripper. I'd really recommend it to you. It's done by Mer- Derek Morris. Uh, Derek has actually got a number. I think he's got a, a YouTube uh, channel there and uh, really is greatly presented. But he's written this book entitled The Radical Teachings of Jesus. Uh, if you accept that Jesus was actually who he claimed to be, uh, we also need to believe what Jesus preached. Jesus ignored human traditions and presented his listeners with God's truth. In this book, we discover some of the radical ideas he taught uh, about conventional wisdom of his day and is relevant for us today and continues right down uh, to our our era. Now, this book is a real little beauty. Today we are talking about one of the real radical teachings of Jesus. It's a teaching about morality. Uh, our world today doesn't accept this particular uh, this particular teaching, but that uh, doesn't negate it. Uh, you see, in the Word of God, there is some powerful uh, illustrations of the benefits of a biblical Biblical, a biblical morality. Now, look, if you'd like to get a copy of this book, uh, please just uh, text us. That text number again is 048 Eleven, and in the text, just put our code, and our code is five digits in a row SA one three six, and uh, that will trigger our robot called Faithful to come uh, come back to you. Uh, he'll ask just a few questions so that we can get this book to you in the fastest uh, way possible. Uh, so uh, it's o four triple eight. 80811 and the code is SA136. You will love uh, this particular book. I would, I'd recommend it uh, to you once again. Now, of course, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. And this week we're following the theme, the church and the family, morality in a post-biblical world. And today we're simply asking biblical morality. Is it Reasonable. Now, David, you've been presenting our Bible study. Really appreciate what you've been sharing so far. Uh, certainly so far you've touched on the Old Testament. But look, let's come to the New Testament. Uh, does Jesus have something to say about this sole subject of morality? Yeah, thank you, Gary. Look, he certainly does, as does the Apostle Paul. Uh, which hopefully we get time to look at. But in Matthew chapter 5, we have this incredible, the best sermon that's ever been preached. Uh, I know you're good, Gary, but Jesus um, is just so much better. And Amen. this is the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5. And in Matthew chapter 5, uh, we read this. Jesus says in verse 27, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And uh, then he says, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. 
And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. This is really, uh, really powerful because Jesus, living, you know, thousands of years after the commandments were given, mm. is actually not saying they're out of date. He's actually strengthening the commandments. He says, you know, you may not have committed the physical act of adultery, yeah. but if you look at someone of the opposite sex, so if you look at a woman, if you're a man, uh, or if, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a man or woman, but if you look at as someone with lust, Mm-hmm. You may not have committed a physical act, but he says you've already committed adultery in your heart. That's that's pretty tough, isn't it, Patrick? It is, 100%. Is that relevant to us today? Yes. How? Well, would you want your wife to actually be looking at other men? The answer would usually be no. Mm. So mm. how would that make you feel? It's a selfish act that makes you feel bad and makes you feel, well, like you're not wanted, doesn't it? The trouble is that, that so many people today actually find it doesn't make them feel bad. Uh, you find that, you know, I mean, for example, you look at the whole Hollywood genre uh, of... Um um, you know, I, I suppose I've certainly spoken to a number of, uh, a number of young people. And if you go into the, and, and I say to them, you know, I mean, what is it that you like about the, you know, the, the James Bond, uh, you know, uh, group of films? And, uh, every time they tell me, oh, there's three things that come up action, um, violence, and what's the other one? Sex. Sexuality or pretty girls. Uh, and, you know, that's what makes those films those films attractive to the can i call it the um the unconverted mind yeah look i think you can definitely gary and and you think about it how many people today have poor body image in other words they go through and they don't it can happen in a number of ways right but you imagine if 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 a, a partner your wife um has an affair and goes after someone else immediately yeah. that yeah. sinks you and what we see happening, and it's not only through this method, but when that sort of thing happens, some people will go out and have all sorts of uh, plastic surgeries and other things to try and make themselves more appealing. Mm-hmm. So the impact mm-hmm. of of infidelity, the impact of adultery and some of these other things is, as you said before, it's more than just the individual it impacts. But David, let me just come to this passage again because he, Christ says something here that, uh, hey, I, I think is a little bit, uh, a little bit radical because that we're talking about radical things today. Uh, if you're, uh, you know, it talks about not lusting uh, in this case uh, after a woman or a man looking uh, looking at a at a woman. But then he says this: if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you, for it's more profitable for one of your members uh, than your whole body to be cast into hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. Do you think, is it is Christ saying we should wander around with a tomahawk and, uh, you know, or a gouge for our eye or a pen? I mean, what's Christ really saying here? Well, I guess uh, it would be pretty graphic, wouldn't it? Some people would be heavily mutilated. In fact, we probably, <laughs> we're all sinners. Yeah. And so is Jesus, as you're saying, and what do you think, Patrick? Is Jesus really saying, you know, he's talking about adultery and and all this sort of stuff, fornication here and lust. Is he really saying to to cut out your eye? Well, I would hate to say it, but in the church we'd have a lot of people with one arm, (laughs) one eye. And no eyes. So I'm going to say forgiveness would save us from that. Um, No, I think he's more saying you need to actually think about what you do and you need to think about what your actions cause other people as far as pain and suffering. And you need to actually consider what relevance 
each action does dissolve. And so really, I, th- I think what Patrick's saying is very true, Gary. I think what Jesus is really saying here, whatever radical action you need to take, sin is a serious thing. Sin will will end up, if uh, you know, unconfessed sin, if you live in that, follow down that path, it will lead to ultimate destruction. Yes. Yeah. And yep. so Jesus is saying to people, um, think of the long term. And most of the time people get into issues, whether it's pornography or, or um, uh, into illicit relationships or whatever it may be, in a moment, in a weak moment. Mm. Sometimes it's even planned. And If I can make one point, yeah. the wages of sin is death. Well, that would be relevant for you doing that to your wife because that would be the death of the marriage. And that, that's very true. So Jesus here is telling his listeners, whatever action it takes. Now, he's not telling people to maim themselves. Mm. But he's saying, you have to, this is serious. Yeah. He's saying, you need to take direct course of action to avoid falling into these pitfalls. In other words, for some people, uh, that may mean uh, totally removing certain programs off their, off their computer. That's right. It might be changing their friendship circle. It might be having accountability partners. I mean, you know, we're talking pornography. We're talking all sorts of things. Yeah. In other words, it's what do you need to do to ensure that you don't fall down a slippery slope that you can't get out of and that not only that, not only will you cause pain to yourself, but it will be destructive to others. Okay. This and is, ultimately destruction for yourself. This is important because the sin is actually not in the in the eye or in the hand, but rather it's in the mind. You know, chopping off a hand uh, won't result in a a person not being able to steal. He can just still steal, steal with the other hand, uh, or even two arms without fingers. You know, it is physically possible to do that. It is, uh, and he's talking about lust. If you look at a woman lustfully, yeah. so he's not yeah. saying blind yourself. Yeah. But this all happens in the mind. Okay, there's visual, yeah. but it happens in the mind. So in other words, take whatever action is necessary to be able to deal with this issue of sin. Christ regarded this uh, lust, this issue of lust, as sin. Absolutely. And he, often we come across this word called fornication in Scripture, yeah. which, can, which covers a whole range of sexual sins. And and the Apostle Paul tells us in Corinthians, he tells us of that, um, you know, a lot of sins are, are outward uh, and whatever, but uh, sexual sins uh, are sins against the body. And this is what he says in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18. He says, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside of the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. In other words, Jesus has paid the price. He has bought humanity back, if we accept that. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, don't go, don't go now and live with a, with a prostitute. Don't go and, and, and degrade what God has redeemed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Paul is saying how, how important it is to remain sexually pure mm-hmm. and, and sexually live within the sexual boundaries and relationship boundaries. And, of course, the beauty of this whole thing is that if you live within Christ, God's boundaries, what you find is you find, uh, you find a, a lifestyle uh, that eliminates much of the pain, the suffering, and the heartache and the issues which so many people are actually struggling with. 
Gary, I've met so many people that, that they come to you for counselling or pre-marriage counselling or, or you just get to know them and they've got so much baggage. Yeah. And I find when I go travelling, carrying one case is hard enough. But when you've got baggage and baggage and baggage of all these relationships. It's so hard. When you're seeing someone that you've, that you've slept with previously and now they're with someone else. Yeah. Is that happiness? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. David, really appreciate all that you've shared. Guys, look, let's, let's come to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, I just want to come right now. Lord, I want to say thank you for the, uh, for giving us your word. Lord, thank you for giving us boundaries. Lord, thank you that uh, in those boundaries there is safety. In those boundaries there is hope. Uh, in, within those boundaries uh, there is peace. Lord, I just want to pray right now if there's anybody who's struggling uh, on this issue of morality. Uh, Lord, I pray that you might touch them by your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you might give them forgiveness where forgiveness is necessary. Lord, I pray that you'll give them strength where strength is necessary. Lord, I pray that you'll give them direction where direction is necessary. Lord, we give this matter into your care at this time, and we pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor David, uh, Pastor Gary, and, and Patrick on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join Drive Time tomorrow when Pastor Fabiano and Pastor Hugh Heenan ask the question, how did Christ respond to illicit, mora- Im- to illicit morality? That is an interesting question. Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember, Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God abundantly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.